Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Needy Podcast. Today, I want to talk about burnout culture and particularly burnout culture as it relates to anti racism. Over the course of the last two weeks, um, I, as, as I'm sure many of you, have seen an enormous uptick in um, people who I follow on social media, uh, my personal social circles. Um, conversations about race in this country, in the United States, that are being had all over the place. And, you know, in particular, thinking about racism, not just interpersonal racism, um, but also systemic institutional racism that affects everything in the world that we live in and has for an extremely long time. But with the recent deaths of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and Tony McCade, this conversation has moved to the front and center of many people's lives, possibly for the first time. And um, it's important to stress that there are a lot of people who have been doing anti-racism work for a very long time, for decades. And so this isn't a new conversation, though it is new to many people. And this week, I have been spending a lot of time thinking about how, what, what a commitment really looks like, what a commitment to anti-racism really looks like, and in particular, the energetic cost of that commitment, and how part of making a commitment to something, to anything, requires us 
to really be thoughtful about how we are attending to the energetic cost of that commitment so that we're able to sustainably devote ourselves to that thing for a long period of time. And this work, um, anti-racism work, uh, requires a significant energetic cost. It requires us you know, people who are devoted to having these conversations indefinitely and not just in the short term requires us to think of how we are resourcing ourselves so that we are available emotionally, energetically, mentally to sustainably continue this conversation over the course of our entire lives. And this fever pitch of saying the right thing, posting the right thing, putting out the right thing, conveying the right message, being in lockstep somehow with a movement without being uh, paying consideration to the sustainability aspect for each and every one of us on a personal level um, does nothing for the movement ultimately, because inevitably, um, if we're not if we're not being attentive to the energetic cost of what we're devoting ourselves to to the commitments that we're making, we are um, keeping ourselves ultimately from being able to follow through with that commitment in the long term. And yeah, sure, that might mean that you're going to move more slowly, more intentionally. It might mean that you don't have. I mean. Not might mean you do not have. If you are new to this work, you do not have the right thing to say. Um, you do not know the right thing to do. Uh, you are learning. You are processing. You are integrating. I am learning. I am processing. I am integrating. Um, I, I absolutely do not, uh, in any way, want to make any assertion that I'm an expert in this area, but. What I am an expert in is thinking about how we are taking care of ourselves and how we are uh, protecting and maintaining the energy that is necessary to pour into the things that matter to us most. And it seems to me that that conversation is essential right now. Because um, when we talk about uh, fragility, emotional fragility, when we talk about um, making our needs other people's problems, particularly white people making our needs black people's problems. We are really talking about how we're resourcing ourselves so that we are able to tolerate and sit in the discomfort without passing it off to somebody else. And that work, that grief, that um, the depth of that inquiry requires a substantial energetic commitment. And so it is really seductive um, in the face of horrifying events, you know, in the face of watching videos of people losing their lives to say, well, my needs don't matter. Um, My needs don't matter as much as this person, um, as much as this community, as much as this work, and to um, attempt in that moment to divorce yourself from these most vulnerable um, parts of yourself that inherently slow us down, right? Our humanity slows us down because we sweat, we bleed, we cry, we, um, 
we we're, we get hungry, we get thirsty, we need to rest, right? <laughs> Humanity is incredibly inconvenient. Um, and so all of that slows us down. And if we, in any moment when we believe that we need to move really quickly, um, that this split occurs, where we push that that part of ourselves aside in order to do the work, quote unquote, do the work. But you cannot, if the work is truly affirming somebody else's humanity, you can't get there through denying your own. And I'm not talking about not acknowledging your privilege. You know, as a white woman, I have a substantial amount of privilege. But I don't, you know, dismantling that privilege, um, dismantling the white supremacist system that that privilege is a part of is something that requires a lot of energy. And it's not something that I'm going to do in a handful of Instagram posts over the course of a weekend or over the course of a year. You know, this work may not be truly completed, quote unquote, in any, any, um, perfect kind of way in the entirety of my lifetime. I don't, I don't expect that. And so when we reframe what the work is, in that way, we have to include our own humanity, we have to bring ourselves along with us to all of those conversations. And bringing our whole self along with us inherently means we are going to move more slowly than we think we should. We are going to be able to hold less than we think we should. We are going to be able to read less than we think we should. We are going to be able to have higher level intellectual thoughts far less than we think that we should. Because it's not just the the work. The work is not just what we what we think of. It's not an academic pursuit. Doing the the deep inquiry of um, dismantling white supremacy as it lives inside of each and every one of us takes time and effort, and energy. And so if we are the vessels for our energetic output, then we cannot um, expect of ourselves that we are able to continue over the course of our lives without giving thought and attention and patience to the, the protection and maintenance of our own energy. Each and every one of us is only as good as our energy is, right? And by good, I mean useful, effective, uh, able to take action, able to have a coherent thought, able to write that email, have that conversation, uh, stand up at that protest again and again and again and again and again and again, because that's what the work requires, And so, you know, if we are to commit ourselves to that, if I am going to commit myself to that, then I have to be making a tandem commitment to my own sustenance in order to have the energy available to fulfill the commitment that I'm making. I've also been thinking a lot about how, um, you know, this tendency to ignore our needs or relegate them to the back burner um, is in fact, you know, for me as a white woman is in fact centering myself when, you know, 
that that is the exact opposite of my intention in that moment, right? If I if I pour myself into the work without paying any attention to what I personally require in order to do it, then um, I am going to inevitably be centering myself because the symptoms of my burnout are that emotional fragility, are um, you know a, a neediness that then starts to become a problem for the other people in my life. And so, you know, we we need to be tending to ourselves in order, taking responsibility for resourcing ourselves in addition to educating ourselves and in order that we can actually educate ourselves, in order that we have the capacity to integrate the things that we're reading, integrate the lessons that we're learning, integrate everything that we are making space to listen to right now, if that's what we profess to be doing. Um, it's, it's incredibly important. And if I look back over the course of my life, um, of my work, and um, I, I really think about the many mistakes that I have made um, as a coach, as a business owner, um, as a mental health care provider. Uh, the worst mistakes that I've made are when I wasn't well-resourced, when I, um, I rushed myself into doing what I thought I should do instead of taking the time to really ground myself and make an intentional choice. And what's so important is to really um, be thoughtful about how this isn't the same as hiding out. You know, resourcing yourself so that you can sustainably make this commitment isn't the same as hiding out, isn't the same as avoiding the work. Um, but instead, you know, if you, if it's something you actually care about, if it's something you actually intend to uh, make a part of your daily life, then just like any other commitment, you need to take into consideration what, what you need personally in order to sustain it. And owning that there's a ton of privilege. There's a ton of privilege in wrapped up in you, um, you having needs, you, you know, as a white woman, uh, there's a ton of privilege wrapped up in other people caring about my needs in the way that they might not if those same needs were spoken aloud by a black woman. And I, I need to be consciously aware and um, to really own that privilege. But not, you know, pretending I don't have needs is not correcting the problem. Pretending I don't have needs doesn't help somebody else get their needs met. And that's the big takeaway for me. So, you know, as I'm thinking about how, what commitments I'm making right now, what commitments I I have been making over the course of the last couple of years and how that's shown up for me and um, what, what that has required of me, you know, I'm thinking about in moving forward, um, what my effort, what I want my efforts to look like, um, what is an energetic integrity for me, um, and, and how I'm resourcing myself so that I am equipped energetically, emotionally, and mentally 
to stay in the conversation, to stay open, to be fluid enough to be able to integrate new concepts and bear witness and let that information change me. Because that kind of emotional fluidity also requires energy. You know, when we're burnt out and we're overextending ourselves and we're over-serving, over-serving and we're over-delivering, we, be, we become brittle and defensive and exhausted and resentful. And in order to have the capacity, have the openness, have the fluidity to be able to be changed to be um, of service, to listen, to do our own work, to repeatedly put our ego aside. All of that requires energy. And the more resource that you are, the more capacity that you will have to do this work. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Needy Podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you'd like my support in learning how to nourish your needs, dance on over to theneedypodcast.com to sign yourself up for Revive, a gorgeously free five-day course chock full of real self-care and daily tending. If you love today's episode, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you.